I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading Psalms 106 and 107. This is the New King James Version of the podcast. The King James Version is also available. Psalm 106 is a history lesson on Israel's disobedience. Verse 1. Praise the Lord, O give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Who can utter the mighty acts of the Lord? Who can declare all His praise? Blessed are those who keep justice, and he who does righteousness at all times. Remember me, O Lord, with the favor you have toward your people. O visit me with your salvation, that I may see the benefit of your chosen ones, that I may rejoice in the gladness of your nation, that I may glory with your inheritance. We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers in Egypt did not understand your wonders. They did not remember the multitude of your mercies, but rebelled by the sea, the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his namesake, that he might make his mighty power known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it dried up. So he led them through the depths, as through the wilderness. He saved them from the hand of him who hated them, and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy." The waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then they believed his words. They sang his praise. They soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. And he gave them their request, but sent leanness into their soul. When they envied Moses in the camp and Aaron, the saint of the Lord, the earth opened up and swallowed Dathan and covered the faction of Abiram. A fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped the molded image. Thus they changed their glory into the image of an ox that eats grass. They forgot God their Savior, who had done great things in Egypt, wondrous works in the land of Ham, awesome things by the Red Sea. Therefore he said that he would destroy them. Had not Moses his chosen one stood before him in the breach to turn away his wrath, lest he destroy them, Then they despised the pleasant land. They did not believe his words, but complained in their tents and did not heed the voice of the Lord. Therefore he raised his hand in an oath against them to overthrow them in the wilderness, to overthrow their descendants among the nations and to scatter them in the lands. They joined themselves also to Baal of Peor and ate sacrifices made to the dead. Thus they provoked him to anger with their deeds and the plague broke out among them. Then Phinehas stood up and intervened, and the plague was stopped. And that was accounted to him for righteousness to all generations forevermore. They angered him also at the waters of strife, so that it went ill with Moses on account of them. Because they rebelled against his Holy Spirit, so that he spoke rashly with his lips, they did not destroy the peoples concerning whom the Lord had commanded them, but they mingled with the Gentiles and learned their works, They served their idols, which became a snare to them. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to demons and shed innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan. And the land was polluted with blood. 
Thus they were defiled by their own works, and played the harlot by their own deeds. Therefore the wrath of the Lord was kindled against his people, so that he abhorred his own inheritance. And he gave them into the hand of the Gentiles, and those who hated them ruled over them. Their enemies also oppressed them, and they were brought into subjection under their hand. Many times he delivered them, but they rebelled in their counsel, and were brought low for their iniquity. Nevertheless, he regarded their affliction when he heard their cry. And for their sake he remembered his covenant, and relented according to the multitude of his mercies. He also made them to be pitied by all those who carried them away captive. Save us, O Lord our God, and gather us from among the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting, and let all the people say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, we don't know who wrote this psalm, but Israel's history of disobedience is recounted here. Just take a look at all the passages that are referenced in this psalm. In verse 7, the Red Sea incident of Exodus chapters 14 and 15. In Exodus chapter 15, the quail incident, lots and lots of quail. That's in Numbers chapter 11, verse 33. And then in verse 17, he talks about the priest-led rebellion in Numbers chapter 16. And then in verse 19, he talks about the golden calf of Exodus chapter 32. Those evil women of Moab get a shout out in verse 28. That's recorded in Numbers chapter 25. Then there's that water from the rock incident. That resulted in Moses not being able to actually enter the promised land. And then in verse 37, the sacrifice to idols that we see in Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 17. And then in verse 38, on top of all of these specifics, he mentions human sacrifice to the idols of Canaan. The various gods of the Canaanites included El and Baal and Dagon and Anat. Instead of eradicating Canaan of the God-hating heathen, in verse 34, they mingled among the heathen and learned their works. In verse 35, we see that. Because of all that, we see beginning in verses 40 to 46, the consequence of their sin. God handed them over to the nation. As a matter of fact, the book of Judges records repeated cycles of the following. First of all, Israel turns its back on God and they go to heathen worship. And then we see this repeated cycle. Secondly, Israel falls into subservience to heathen nations. And then Israel experiences great affliction at the hands of these conquering nations. But then Israel cries out to God and repents. And then Israel is delivered by God as they repent. But then it's back to number one where Israel turns its back on God. This cycle is repeated over and over again in that 346-year period of the Judges. That was the pattern all through those years covered by the book of Judges. The plea is in verses 47 and 48 for restoration. Notice the strong language of verse 40. It says, Therefore the wrath of the Lord was kindled against his people, so that he abhorred his own inheritance. It's interesting that there are so many Christians today who don't understand the nature of a promise, meaning a covenant from God. We see that Israel had broken their fellowship with God to the point that God was very, very unhappy with them. As a result, God allowed them to be punished, but he never forsook them. Notice what it says in verse 45. And for their sake, he remembered his covenant. Hey, I mean, a covenant is a covenant. Likewise, by the way, salvation is a covenant. 
when believers break fellowship with God, He chastises them. We see that in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 3 through 17. But He doesn't abandon His salvation promise to those believers. Many refer to this covenant in simplified terminology by declaring that once saved, always saved. Sometimes they may create the impression that they just believe that they are free to sin without consequence. That's simply not the case. We know from Scripture, God chastises disobedient believers, but He doesn't snatch their salvation from them. It's not in God's nature to violate an unconditional everlasting covenant. Now, if you want to know more about that, look under the topic section of BibleTrack.org, read the article entitled, Trial versus Chastisement. In Psalm 107, we see Israel's cycle of disobedience. Verse 1. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west, from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a desolate way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul was fainted in them. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city for a dwelling place. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons, because they rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High, therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and broke their chains in pieces. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he has broken the gates of bronze, and cut the bars of iron in two. Fools, because of their transgression, and because of their iniquities, were afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of food, and they drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word, and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Those who go down to the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commands and raises the stormy wind which lifts up the waves of the sea. They mount up to the heavens, they go down again to the depths, their soul melts because of trouble. They reel to and fro, and stagger like a drunken man, and are at their wit's end. Then they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brings them out of their distresses. He calms the storm, so that its waves are still. Then they are glad because they are quiet, so he guides them to their desired haven. Oh, the men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the assembly of the people and praise him in the company of the elders. He turns rivers into a wilderness and the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of those who dwell in it. He turns a wilderness into pools of water and dry land into water springs. There he makes the hungry dwell. 
that they may establish a city for a dwelling place, and sow fields and plant vineyards, that they may yield a fruitful harvest. He also blesses them, and they multiply greatly, and he does not let their cattle decrease. When they are diminished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow, he pours contempt on princes and causes them to wander in the wilderness where there is no way. Yet he sets the poor on high, far from affliction, and makes their families like a flock. The righteous see it and rejoice, and all iniquity stops its mouth. Whoever is wise will observe these things, and they will understand the loving kindness of the Lord. This psalm continues with the same theme that we find in Psalm 106. Notice the cycle of disobedience in this psalm. The author is unknown, but the history of Israel's pattern of disobedience is a vivid picture of God's people disobeying down through the ages. The continuous cycle, here it is, Israel disobeys, God chastens them, they repent, and then God delivers them. And they continue that cycle over and over again. In each of the four cycles of this psalm, we find the same lesson, worded exactly the same way, and we see that in verse 8, 15, verse 21, and verse 31. And here's that verse, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. It is absolutely clear that the psalmist is saying, Can't you folks learn this simple lesson? Isn't it interesting that many individual believers relive this same cycle over and over again themselves? They disobey. God chastises them. Then they repent from their disobedience, and God delivers them back into fellowship and victorious Christian living once again. One such cycle really ought to do it, but many repeat the same process over and over again throughout their lives. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walker.